Today is Book Direct Day 2022, if you are listening on the day of publication. Otherwise, it's, you know, it's book for me, it's Book Direct Year. And I'm going to be telling you about that and my experience with Booking Direct. And I'm talking to the one and only Mark Simpson from Boostly, who's going to make an announcement about his book today, as well as talk to me about why some people, some hosts and managers should not be booking direct. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. Welcome once again to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. It is super delightful to be back with you once again. And it is book direct time again, February 2022. And I believe this is the fourth book direct day. Could be the fifth, but didn't do my homework. So I didn't go back and check with when this all started. It was um, an idea that was kicked off by Amy Hynote of VRM Intel. And the whole idea of Book Direct Day was to educate guests on how to do this, how to save money by booking direct with hosts and managers and to let them know that they are paying a lot for booking through the platforms and not getting the same sort of service that they would if they came directly to the source of that accommodation. So over the years, the whole Book Direct Day ethos has grown. It's morphed into something that has become much more widespread. More people are focused on creating a Book Direct strategy, growing their own websites, building the technology into those websites that allows them to take their own bookings, adopting channel management strategies, just like we talked about with uh, Terry White last week. And for many, it is proving to be a very satisfying process. And I know for me in particular, as the owner of a property management company that has nearly 160 properties, I love to see our statistics that show that in the past year, 98% of our guests book directly with us. Now, when I say book direct, it doesn't necessarily mean they came directly to our website through an organic search. We list on independent listing sites that drive the traffic directly to us. So all our transactions are taking place on our site. So the guest might have found us on another listing site. We use one in Ontario called Cottages in Canada. But when they're on that listing site, they are directed back to us. So they then land on clrm.ca, which is our site, and they can go ahead and make an inquiry and it comes directly to us. They can pick up the phone and talk to our staff. There's no middleman involved 
we get that immediate connection with the guest without a platform. I don't know, trying to get across the idea that they are managing our properties, which they are not. We manage our properties. So in today's show, I wanted to bring you one of the leading proponents of the Book Direct movement, and that is Mark Simpson of Boostly, and that's boostly.co.uk. Mark is super successful at driving the whole idea of direct bookings, and he's going to tell you about, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to spoil his surprise or take away his thunder. I'm going to let him talk about the announcement that he's got to make. So without further ado, let's move on straight on over to my discussion with Mark Simpson of Boostly. Well, I'm super delighted to have back with me once again. I think this is round three with Mark Simpson of Boostly, who last time we spoke to him, he was in Spain. This time he is in the UK. So welcome, Mark. Uh, Absolutely super to have you back with me again. My absolute pleasure. And I was saying off air, congratulations on 1 million downloads. That is inspiration for all those other people with, with podcasts. So yeah, massive congratulations. Very excited to be back. Number three. If it was football, I'd be getting my 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 soccer ball now for my hat trick of appearances. <laughs> I will have to think of something. I'll have to think of something for my. You know, I've got a lot of little stable of, of all these repeat guests, the ones that people love to hear from, and you are definitely one of those. So, oh, thank you. So, so thank you once again for joining me. So today we're we you know it's it's Book Direct Day. If you're listening on the day of publication, it is actually Book Direct Day. Now, in the introduction, I had not done my research and I could not remember if it was four years or five years. But Book Direct Day, yeah, yeah, I believe this is year five. Amy year five. started it in 2017, so this will be year <clears throat> five. Yeah. Yes, yes I said. You've, caught, you, you've caught my maths on the on the, <laughs> on the fly. Then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, years go years go past so fast, and I, I will tell you that as you get older, they they begin to spin faster and faster. So you know, I'd initially thought I oh, must be four years, and then and, and I remember that very first one that Amy did, and it was just like this is such a brilliant idea. You know, let's get out there, let's educate guests on mm. why they should book direct. And because we were, the the whole ethos of it was educating guests, of course, we along the way, we had to also talk to hosts and managers and say, hey, we're talking to all these people about they should be booking direct because they're going to save money and they've got all these other benefits of doing so. But you as hosts and managers, of course, have got to create that opportunity for them. Yeah, 100%. And and like you're a prime example. You are like 100% like direct and it shows that it, it it can be done massively so and and yeah like when i came into the family business back in 2011 2012 i just naturally assumed that i would be treating booking.com airbnb wasn't even really a thing for us back in the uk then, but booking.com and, and expedia were the two big ones i was just naturally assuming that i was going to use them like i would use facebook like i would use Twitter, I would use them as a, as a channel, not the be all and end all. And it surprised me the more that I got stuck into the, into the, into my job, into my role, into like, into the family business. And the more that I met other hosts, I was really surprised that they were relying on them. And, and this is 
this is why I started doing all of this is to show them that you, you, you don't have to rely on them. You, you know, this is like a, a channel and it's very important because I started off, like you said, educating the guests. I did everything that I could do to educate the guests. Me and a BBC reporter, we went down onto the Scarborough seafront one summer and we filmed a little segment for, the, for BBC News and we, we, we basically surveyed 20 people how they booked their stay in the Scarborough mm-hmm. area. And yeah, it was crazy. 80, 80% of them, 85% of them were all saying booking.com, exceed, exceed, and whatnot. And, you know, it, it hit me then. So I spent all my time educating the guests by leaving little prompts and, and doing little, little tweaks and little things about the benefits of booking direct. But then the more that I started to realize that, hang on a second, not only do we have to re-educate our guests, we also have to re-educate hosts. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter whether you've had your business for 10, 15, 20 years, or if you're just getting started, it's it's super important because if we can do this, then we actually will get the attention of the OTAs. Because I firmly believe they, as when I say they, I mean the Brian Cheskys of the world, you know, the, the, the people who run Booking Holidays Group, the Expedia Group, they don't believe that us, the hosts, want to get mm-hmm. our own bookings. And this is obviously what we're going to talk about today. But I feel like if, if enough of us can do it, and I'm talking like in the millions can do it, and we can do it consistently, then we're going to get their attention. And then that's when we start to get better commission rates we start to get better data more power we will actually start getting the same sort of respect that the likes of the marriott group get Mm -hmm. because the marriott the marriott actually they negotiate their commission (laughs) which is crazy they negotiate how much commission they pay to to these big guys and it's like well that's the marriott well if we all come together there's no reason why we can't we can't have like a foot at the table have like an independent Mm -hmm. direct like foot at the table that would be a sort of holy grail of stuff yeah it's interesting. I'm currently looking at going to Berlin in July with my son, um, with my son Mike and his family from here. And we're going to meet up with my eldest son and his family that live in Berlin. And we're going to head off to the Black Forest and do a, you know, a week of forest bathing and <laughs> just, have, just have some family time away. And, you know, my trying to find somewhere to stay and book direct is tough. It really is tough. You know, I'm always, I'll start with Airbnb or Verbo or Booking.com, depending on where where I'm going. And then from there, once I've found somewhere, I then go out and try and find that property on Google through through searches. And I'm not finding them. I'm just not finding them. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm a buyer. I want to save you know what you're doing. Yeah, Yeah, and I want to you know what you're doing. But I also Mm. want to save that money. I want I don't want Mm. to to pay the booking fee. I also want to have direct conversations. And I think there's something we'll talk about, direct conversations with the owner. With, mm-hmm. b- before I book, I'm not great into see it, book it. I want to have that conversation first. But anyway, we will probably cover off, off that. What we're going to do today, and I thought this is a bit of fun, is, is not do the same old, same old, why you should adopt a book direct strategy. We're actually going to take it from the opposite stance and say why you shouldn't. There are some people, there are definitely some owners and managers who shouldn't be doing it, but we're just going to explore some of the reasons, I think, why many hosts and some managers are just not interested in a book direct strategy. So, I mean, mean, we've both been in enough forums and clubhouse rooms and just to see the conversation from the other side, and it would be good to sort of get it from their aspect and then try and change the mindset slightly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'm going to sort of turn it over to you to kick this off. Well, um, 
we, we, we had a list going backwards and forwards on, on email before uh, before we came recording today. And I think the main one that I always hear, and ever since Clubhouse came around in, in sort of, for me, December 2020, I was being part of many STR groups, vacation rental groups, like property type groups, Airbnb type groups. And the one big concern and the one big question that people ask on the stage is around the protection. And this is a, I think this is a big one, not only just for people in America and, and Canada and whatnot, but I think it's one, it's one for all over the world. It's the, it's, it's the protection. And, and this is where Airbnb are really clever. They are very clever in their marketing and they've upgraded this product to be called air cover. And it's the one where you get the $2 million worth of $2 million or $2 million worth of, of, of insurance cover and all of that jazz. And I feel like this is a, this is a big one because people, they say, well, why should I do a direct booking? Because I haven't got the cover. I haven't got the protection that I get with, with Airbnb. And look, I get it. It's at the end of the day, it is very, very good marketing from Airbnb. The, the thing that I would like to stress to everybody, and I say this to everybody, is, look, yes, they're at this, they do have that thing called air cover, but you just have to do a simple Google search and you will know that there are amazing companies that provide a service for hosts out there. One in the UK is called Guardhog and, and Superhog. Heather, who's that one in, we said that's in America? Proper, big one. proper insurance. Proper. Yeah, there, there, there insurance. are several. There are several. That's, that's, yeah. And, mm. you know, we have them in Canada where, yep. you know, an owner, companies that will offer both insurance for owners for their properties, and it's very good insurance, and they will also offer insurance for, for guests. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, it covers insurance for damage. Uh, I've, I've just heard too many stories of people relying on this air cover and then getting into the arguments and not getting a payout. And I think basically what, what we're saying here, that uh, direct booking is not for you. If you absolutely 100% believe that the only way to get cover is through the platforms. But we're here mm-hmm. to say that actually there are so many other options out there and that's not necessarily a, a factor. Yeah, it, it, it's a big one. And I think it's the biggest, but the, the good news is for hosts is that, it's a simple Google search. Go and look for it. And yeah, and, and this is this is another thing. We talk about re-educating the guests because again, the, the guests will say, Oh, I booked with X because I get the cover and I get the, you know, the um the cancellation policy. It's it's just re-educating. And if it sometimes it's a it's just a slight little tweak. And you and if you have a website, pop it on the front page to say that you have got this insurance and it covers you for X amount of mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z, and you have a cancellation policy. It's all about how you, how you communicate it. That's the biggest one, but there are, there are others. There's definitely others that we're going to dig into. Yeah, probably won't go into extenuating circumstances because... <laughs> that, we've had enough of that. We've had enough <laughs> yeah. of that, and I think that that yeah. is definitely a reason why you should be adopting a book direct strategy because the exten- whole extenuating circumstances issue it just goes to show how the platforms have taken our businesses away. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, this could be one that we we could we could mention. So the, the next one is that it's so easy. So the reasons why you wouldn't want to book direct is that it is so easy to get bookings from Airbnb. Let's just single it down to one Airbnb. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. So Mark, I can, I can I totally understand about direct bookings. I totally understand about X, Y, and Z. But all I have to do to get bookings is take a couple of pictures of my property or properties. And I can upload them to Airbnb within minutes. 
and then I pretty much will get revenue. And yeah, that may be the case. And I, I mentioned this on our very first podcast that we did is that we are very lucky in the hospitality industry, moreover, any other industry that I can think of. Like I am just at the moment putting together my very first book and I am going to put this book and I'm going to put it on the internet. Now I'm going to pop it on Amazon. Now I can pretty much guarantee that I'm going to put all my things on Amazon and uh, put all my pictures and put the book up on Amazon. I'm not guaranteed to get revenue. It's not a massively, you know, in demand. I know loads of people love books and whatnot, but you know, it's, it's very different. I can right now find a property wherever it will be. Okay. And depending on time of the year, I can put those pictures and put the description up on Airbnb. And because we are so in demand, more, more so now than, than ever before coming out of restrictions and lockdowns and people wanting to just get away for the first time what could be in two years you know and so we are very in demand and so you can pretty much put your business on airbnb and guaranteed to be getting in revenue and yes that's a blessing but it's also a curse because i know so many people who celebrate getting this, this bookings and revenue from airbnb that they then become lazy and they've then become over-reliant and then they just focus on one platform mm-hmm. now i call that building your house on someone else's land and the problem with that is that if you are so reliant, like 85% reliant on one channel, what happens if your Airbnb account gets hacked into? What happens if all of a sudden Airbnb lock you out of your listing mm-hmm. for a, a guest complaint? Or what happens if you all of a sudden, for no fault of your own, it may be that you, your cleaning company doesn't clean things correctly and you get two or three really bad reviews and then you just go phew, down the search results. And that just means then, your visibility and that that over-reliance has actually cost you. So there's so many people who come to me and say, Mac, I've only got one property or I've only got two properties or I've only got three properties and I'm starting out and I just want to be on on one. I'm just going to focus on this one channel. And I I say to everybody, listen, I I totally get it. I know it can seem overwhelming, but please do me just one thing and just take advantage of the other listing sites that are out there, even if you're not going to go book direct, even if you're going to just go Airbnb, Verbo, booking.com, and then just spread your reach around there. So just for whatever reason, if one channel just drops off the face of the earth, for whatever reason, then you've got the other backup. And then once you get a bit of confidence about being an all free, then you can start to talk about property management software and direct booking websites and whatnot. But those two, those two first ones is definitely the, the main sort of kickback that I get when I talk about direct bookings to hosts all over the world. Yeah, and it's 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 important to note that at no time are we saying, you know, if you if you're just coming into this business, then ignore these channels, ignore the OTAs, put up a website and expect the hordes to come. That's not going to happen these days. Uh, even mm, if you put, yeah. you know, if you're out on all the niche listing sites and and traffic comes directly to you. So the secret is is that you start with those sites. And then the big phrase or the big word to know is remarketing. When you've got people into your property, then you remarket to them. You tell them how great you are. You develop a brand. You share that brand with those people. You build a mailing list. You get in touch with them. You get them to share your stuff. And it's not, no one, I don't think, is an, well, nobody would be an overnight success at direct booking without the platform. So they do do have their uses. But I think yeah. that, uh, that that thought is that Airbnb is the be-all and end-all and that's, that's what I'm going to go on and nothing alone is so limiting. 
Yeah, and, and this is again, if you if you if you look at it from a, a sixty thousand foot view, and you look at what Airbnb have been doing over the last year, they're really trying to make it so that any host, any SDR host in the world is just going to be on their platform. They're trying to make it even easier to get started. If you look at all the things that they've done since since going IPO mm-hmm. and and whatnot, they've they've now got more super hosts um, now available to new hosts to help them get started. They're trying to make it as easy as one, two, three to have a listing live on their site. They are adding more and more and more customer service staff around the world to, again, to try and appeal. I had Airbnb reach out to me directly to get me on a webinar and so (laughs) that airbnb could then speak to my community and sort of get on their platform they're trying to take people away from verbo they're trying to take people away from booking.com to get onto there so they are doing the charm offensive so they're doing you know they're doing what they do they're doing very good marketing but it's 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 really really important to remember that it is just a tool like when i started boostly I didn't just go all in on Facebook. I didn't just go, right, Facebook is where I'm going to literally have my only one social media channel. That's where I'm just going to post. I'm just going to share my knowledge and, and do all the things. I, I went onto Instagram. I went onto to, to LinkedIn and, and to Twitter. I spread it around, which was good because, you know, all of a sudden my Facebook reach and the people that I could be visible to on Facebook dropped. And then one day my Facebook account got locked out. So I literally, mm-hmm. if I'd have just relied on one channel, after, you know, and, and this is about three or four years in, I could have lost my whole audience, but because I was smart enough to go multi-channel and plus at the same time, I, I created an email list where I could keep in contact with people. It was, it was not a big, it was not a big deal. And this is, you know, bringing it to, to, to hospitality and bring it to, to being a business owner. You use it like you would do any other channel or any, any other service. You've got to make sure that you spread it around and, and, you know, you, you're hundred percent right with what you say in there. And, and I think it's just really important for hosts to remember that is that you've got to make sure that you're not just one channel reliant. Mm-hmm. And it's, nowadays it's so easy. I mean, when you started and I started, it was a lot harder. You know, Airbnb didn't have any um, API access to any of the PMIs. So it was really, really hard to get on Airbnb right at the very start. But now the, it's so simple with the technology that's out there and the property management software that's available, whether it be Hostfully or Logify or you know, uplisting a whole whoever, there's loads of available, there's loads of options out there to mean that you can be everywhere and not have that threat of a double booking because yeah. we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, so so now it's so easy to make sure that that's not the case. Yeah, that's uh, you make an interesting point because I spoke to Terry White last week about demystifying channel management. And, you know, that term has been around for so many years. I remember VRMA conference way back in, well, I don't know, 2011 or 2012, something like that, where they were talking about channel management and it, it went right over the top of my head I could not understand what this what this actually meant what was a channel how do you manage it and still it mystifies people but in mm. fact in you know I'll, I'll put a link to Terry's episode because he does make it you know he simplifies it in a way mm. that pretty much anyone even me can understand That's what I said to him at the end I said oh my god I, I really it's clicked now and it you know anybody because a software now the property management software is aimed not just at the mega property managers with with a gazillion properties there is incredibly good software out there for somebody mm. with one or two properties this is really interesting that you mentioned that. And you and it's I was having a conversation at the last show I went to, and I won't say which company I was having the conversation with, but in the past, you'll have found 
PMS providers and channel managers focusing and putting all of their efforts and eggs in the basket of the of the property managers with 10 plus 15 plus mm-hmm. properties. But what they're realizing is that the majority of hosts in this industry are actually in that one to 10 property bracket. And that is where there's a lot of attention now. And so everybody is like pivoting and they are now trying to appeal to, to, to the one to 10. And because of that, hosts who in the past would have looked at all of these shiny objects and gone, this isn't for us. It's Mm -hmm. too advanced. It's too expensive. It's now really cost effective. It's accessible to all. And, you know, this is, this is makes me so happy because now I can talk about it. Like the, the, the technology that is available now, I wish was available like 10 years ago because it's just so much easier, (laughs) so much more cost effective. And that means that the return of investment and for the first time ever, I would argue that, Short-term rental host, doesn't matter whether you've got one, two properties, or if you're a guest house or a very small hotel, you've now got the technology that the big chains, the Marriott's, the Hilton's, and all of that have had for years, dynamic pricing. Mm-hmm. You know, all of this all of this amazing technology, Stayfy with, with, with the internet routers and whatnot, and, it's, it's, and, and noise away, and all of these cool technology that, that's coming out here, I think it's, it's so exciting because now everybody can have this thing called a tech stack and not get totally overwhelmed. And yeah. Bringing it back to Terry, Terry has built such a good blog and resource that makes it really understandable because you're right. You can look at it. You can hear all these words. And this is where Terry and, and his services, Terry White, the, the PMS guy, is, uh, is, 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 has really created his own niche, you know, and it's, um, it's, it's fantastic to see. Well, he started, and I think it's because that so many, so many of these um, software providers started just like we all did with one property. And mm-hmm. Terry did, had his one property on Anna Maria Island, and then now he's built up to, uh, to a property management company of around 30. And he has learned everything along the way you know, from his own growth. So yeah. he's, he shares that. So, yeah, as, as I say, I'll make that sure that link is there. It's a really good one to listen to because, you know, I, th- I think just going back to what we were talking about, which was, which was channel management, property management soft, a lot of, the new property management softwares are including the basic channel management packages within. You don't have to go out to somebody else, to a third-party channel manager. You can probably get the you know channels to Airbnb and to HomeAway and to Booking.com directly from mm. a property management software that uh, that you can link into your site. It takes me to my next reason why some people say I'm you know I would not book direct because the thought of building a website just brings them out in a rash. You know, I do not want to go there. I don't know how to do it. Can you uh, just, just elaborate on that? Because do you agree that if you are going to book direct, then you do need your own website? I mean, obviously the elephant in the room here is that Boostly has got a website design business. And so I'm obviously very biased to the fact that I think everybody should have a website, but I think every business owner needs to have a web- website because mm-hmm. it, in, in a time where, you know, online scams and, and all of that is, is so rife, I feel that by having your own business website, it really helps just show off your your brand just helps build that credibility helps build trust again this is a shout out to chris morner iprac um he's, he's built this really cool trust verification 
service for, for hosts all over the world that you can then trust that the owner that you're booking with is an actual owner, is an actual property. You're not going to rock up and there's going to be nobody and nothing, nothing there. And I feel that a website is really important. Now, I totally get it. If you're not used to technology, if you didn't, you know, grow up with a smartphone in your hand, then the the sheer thought of, you know, purchasing a, a WordPress template, opening it up and looking at what looks like the matrix has just dumped itself on your laptop screen. It's literally that can be daunting. But you know, that's this is the whole reason why I started up a website design business back in 2018, mm-hmm. because by then the hospitality community was two years old. And the Facebook group, every month, there was at least one post saying my website is broken or my website design has disappeared or I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do this on Wix or whatever, and it's just not working. And I could just see the frustration. And when people get frustrated or they get confused or they get overwhelmed, then they just go, nah, (laughs) I'm out and they leave. And so I was like, well, well, you know, if if I'm going to achieve my goal of helping 1 million hosts cut down on their over-reliance on the OTAs, then the website is going to be a big part of it. And so that's why we started it. And so, like I say, I, I try and make it as simple as possible, whether it's a done for you or a DIY option, it's as simple as possible to get a website. And I believe that in, in 2022 and beyond, it's only going to get easier and easier and easier to have a host. <laughs> the, the, I'm messing around at the moment with AI technology. So there's, um, there's new AI technology, the, GT, the GPT-3, which is um, so exciting to see. And there's, um, there's one company, actually, let me give them a little mention because it was something I was messing around with yesterday, listify.ai. Srin uh, Matipali, apologies, Srin, if I've mispronounced your name. He reached out to me on, on, um, on LinkedIn. We actually met at the Book Direct show, Damien Sheridan's event back in London in, uh, in September. And um, he's an ex-Airbnb employee, and he has created this website that has got the AI GPT-free technology built into it. And what it basically means in simplistic terms is that you can come onto that website and you can say, right, I've got one vacation rental. It's lakeside. It sleeps uh, six people. It's perfect for families. It's got the following features, and it will create the copy for your website, mm-hmm. copy for your listing site. And it and it's and it's fantastic to see it in action. I've been playing around with it. And you know, it's everything's in beta mode, but this is yep. just the start to make it easy for you. So one of the big concerns with people is that they go, I don't know what to write. I don't know, I don't know <laughs> yeah. how to write. I don't know, I don't know what to write. I don't know how to write. I don't know how to write copy that's going to make sense. Is my grammar correct or anything? This this takes care of that. And so let's just say in a year's time or two years time, when we're talking at, you know, at the 10th anniversary of the of Bug Direct Day, it could be super simple to, to, to have it. So there's going to be no objections to creating a website or, you know, going down this route. Yeah, it's it's interesting you you mentioned that. You know, I try and keep up with all technology. It changes so fast. You know, I've been banging on about content for a website for so long. You know, if you're going to have a website, don't just make it just a listing site, which is just what you could have on Airbnb or wherever, uh, you've got to build in that content. And that that's it, it's a stumbling block for so many. Can't yeah, I mean I can't do this. And so I was at the Vacation Rental Women's Summit yeah. in December and that's the first time I heard about AI programs that will write content for you. 
You just mm. feed it in some examples, some ideas, and it will bring you up your blog posts and your your content. And I'm I'm sort of playing with that at the moment myself too. Yeah, I think that um, I mean everything's like like, a, like I, I say like running a business is like having a video game. It's all about leveling up. And when you're first starting out, something like this with, with, with a machine helping you could be perfect. But as you get up the scale and you get more properties and you get bigger in your business journey and you've got more revenue, then you can reach out and outsource this to an expert, to a copywriter. You've got Louise yeah. Brace at Rental Tonic. You've got Neely Khan at, at Neely there who will create you know, bespoke words for you. And, and I feel like the, the options are there. And we're, we're talking about, I say we're talking to the entry-level people, the one who mm-hmm. are starting out one property, They've maybe had one property for, for many, 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 many years, and they're either at a sticking point of either selling or continuing, or you're right at the very start and you're getting a bit overwhelmed. Like what we're talking about now is, is like why you need to sort of think outside the box and just take a minute, take a step back. And, and I always bring it back. We are so lucky in this industry. There's no other industry out there that you can literally just put up a couple of images on, on one website and get revenue in. But at the same time, if you just do what everybody else has to do and they start a business is do a bit of Google search, do a bit of research, and just you'll see that there are tons of options. I mean, all you need to do is go to the blog on Boostly, like booster.co.uk forward slash blog. There are tons and tons of resources where I talk about all these people and all these services because it's amazing what, what is out there. It just takes a little bit of, you know, just have a little think, have a little study, have a little look outside the box. And it is a lot easier than, than your you are making it out to be. Yeah, I think I always go back to the analogy if you know if you're if you were in a high street and you you would you you were given this storefront and and you could start anything and you just go and fill your storefront with stuff um and it looks it looks attractive and somebody perhaps does that for you but nobody's going to come in and buy unless you actually work at it, unless you actually get in there and, and talk about this business and uh, attract people to it. it yeah. Well, it's, it's, the, uh, it's, the Kevin Costner, it's the Kevin Costner movie. With the, 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 the quote from the movie is, um, if you build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, with business, it, it isn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a Hollywood blockbuster movie. You know, it's, it, it's, uh, it's, you know it's, it's, it's something that you do, like you say, you got to you got to drag people to it, and mm-hmm. there's, there's ways and means of doing it. And this is this is the beauty of it. having like podcasts like this and resources that are out there. It is more easy than what you make it out to be. Yeah. So so I think we'd say you know if th- th- this book director is not for you if you're not prepared to spend time building the business yourself. Yeah. And you know, build a website. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. And, yeah, it, it, it's mm. tough without. It's tough to take direct bookings if you don't have <laughs> the format in which to do so. But as, as yeah. we've just said, it's, it's not difficult. You have resources. I know, I mean, I've been working with Alan Egan for years, for, for nearly 15 years now. And, and he spent years giving away these small websites uh, on WordPress. And, yeah. and I still see a lot of Alan's websites out there. I can see the basics of, of what was his website and people have, have built on them so th- there's a lot of resources just go out and and find something or if in you know get in touch with mark he'll uh, <laughs> he will he will guide you in the right direction yeah um I, I i remember something that you said earlier and i've been trying to think as we've been talking what was that that you said that was really important and, and you, you mentioned it. it's come to mind it's that we're not saying here to gold cold turkey on the otas we're not saying at all that <laughs> You know, you, you have to delete your Airbnb listing, delete your Verbo listing and just go 
you know, bug direct. You do need them when you're getting started. You've got to make them work for you and not the other way around. That's the most important thing that we're saying. So again, we're not saying delete your listings, anything from that. I'm saying get on these listings, get everywhere and make yourself super visible. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, have a once, once you've got the guest in your property. And again, we're super lucky with, with, um, with the hospitality industry, because as soon as a guest arrives in our property, that is like the ultimate advertising, you know, for yes. your business and, and, and for your brand. Uh, something as simple and as easy as putting a fridge magnet with your branding on the fridge, saying next time you come back to the area, call us directly. Here's my phone number. Here's our website, book direct. Something as simple as that. I guarantee about what seventy-five percent of people listening to this will not be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> it's that little tweak psychological little tweak that you can you can just start to educate your guests yeah exactly and i talk about our company being just about 100 percent book direct but we have all our properties on verbo they are out there and and some of our properties are on airbnb it's just that we have grown the brand so well over the i mean we've been in business for 20 years we've grown the brand so well Mm. over 20 years that uh, the majority of our, our guests are repeats. You know, they, they come back to us year after year and then share that, share that information with others. And there's a whole raft of ways that you can use yeah. your guests as your marketing ambassadors, which is, is probably a topic yeah. for another, another podcast. But the majority of our new guests come because they've heard about us from others. So, you know, we're, we're not out there saying, as you say, we're not out there saying, take it, take it off the platforms but use them as a tool yeah there's so many i I bet if you really were to look at it and just to really like dig down to everything that you've done i bet there is so many things that that you could share and you could couple it with someone like me but all the little things that you you do subconsciously and then you could couple it with with with, with another host like what terry's doing and another host and and again if you could bring all these together you'll just have you'll just have loads and loads and loads of ideas, you know, which is literally what I've done with the book direct playbook, which is the book coming out. I've just put a hundred tips down into this book. And I know that everybody's not going to do every single one of them. They're going to treat it like a coach's playbook. That's exactly why I did it. So it's like a coach's playbook. And, and, and when you you see your coach on the sideline, when if you're playing a soccer game or, or a football game or a basketball game, the coach has got this playbook. He goes, right, I need to run this play. He opens it up, flicks at that chapter, and he goes, right, I want to put this into practice. This chapter for you may be emails. It may be Google. It may be social media. It may be whatever it may be. You look at it, and then so that's why I wanted to do this. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's amazing to sort of be able to dig into podcasts like this and to blogs and to videos or to books and and, and then you'll be able to find something that resonates not only with you, but to your area, mm-hmm. to your niche. Because I think for different types of niches of, of hospitality businesses, we'll, we'll, we'll act differently or to different locations or different personalities. So, yeah. Oh, exactly. I think that's really important as well is that, uh, you know, every location is different. We all have a different demographic. You know, my, yeah. my demographic, 90% of our guests come, come directly out of Toronto. So an entirely different market than if you're in a, a BC, British Columbia ski resort where the you know, 90% of your guests come from the US or from overseas. Uh, so it, yeah. it, it, it's, it's really important to, to dig into that, understand your demographic. And I'm sure that's in your book. Oh, it is. It's the first chapter. The cha- <laughs> I call it the customer avatar. It's, yeah. the, it's, the, it's the first chapter. It's the customer avatar because you're right. You nailed that. You get that. You get that well. And again, um, Louise Brace. Another mention to Louise Brace. Rental tonic. She is so good at explaining this 
And she's explained it so many times to, to, to my community, the Boostly community, lovely videos. And she spoke up really well about it at the Book Direct show. And I'm sure she's got blogs and resources about it. But when you when you nail that and you get that right, and, they, and, and this is the cool thing, because people listen to this go, oh, that sounds a lot of work. You only have to do it once. You really only have to do it once. Mm-hmm. And then you've got it set in stone. Because once you realize who your ideal guest is, as in where are they, first and foremost, <laughs> where, where do they live? What sort of age group are they? What do they like? What do they not like? As soon as you figure all of that out, it makes life so much easier because then, you know, you're, for example, your marketing and everything that you say and do and where you do it can be focused solely on that. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're not trying to appeal to millions here. You're not trying to appeal to, to millions and millions of people because you've only got a limited amount of resource. You know, you've only got a limited stock. You only need to fill up a certain amount of dates. So instead of trying to appeal to everybody, appeal to someone. And when yeah. you do that, and when you flick that mindset, and and I, I truly believe 2022, there are going to be hosts out there that so delve right and bury themselves so, so far into a niche that it's no room for anybody else. Mm-hmm. Then those will be the ones that really come out of this absolutely shining. And you know, you just got to figure out what yours is. Maybe you're going to appeal to the workcation, this new workcation boom whoever that may be, maybe it's going to appeal to, you know, digital nomads, maybe it's going to uh, appeal to just families, or you're going to just appeal to a, a certain demographic, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's so many cool businesses coming out of it. Now, I've seen, I've seen a couple of really cool businesses that are targeting the the, the, the new cannabis and the weed demographic, because mm-hmm. again, it's, it's, it's new, and it can be done. And it's in all of these cool things that just, you know, again, it makes it really exciting for me to see what's going to happen on, on the back of this. Well, you, you advertise your property on Airbnb or booking, and it's like throwing spaghetti against a wall. You don't know who you're, who you're going to get. Um, you hope yeah. you're going to attract the right people. I had this wonderful conversation with Sue Allen from East Ruston Cottages in Norfolk. And she does, she focuses only on pets friendly properties she only has pet friendly properties but it's multiple pets so some of her properties have completely unlimited number of dogs um she encourages all her owners to be able to accept three or four dogs or more and mm-hmm. that her, her that's a narrow pitch with owners as well as uh, as well as with guests uh, but these are just perfect matches when when these guests are out there looking for pet friendly properties and and they will come across east ruston cottages and she she does it brilliantly so i'll make sure i've I've got a link to sue allen as well um but that's a perfect example because it's not just saying you're a pet friendly host you're saying you've gone you've gone so your niche is pet friendly you've taken it one step up and it's you know, pet owners who have got three or four yeah. or more. And and yeah, that's that's a fantastic example. Well done. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's families, you know, two or three families coming and everybody's got a dog. It's it's tough to find to find that. And, and her her approach is her owners have to welcome them, not just tolerate. It's welcome, because if you've got a pet, you want you go on vacation, you want that pet to be just as welcomed as you are as a two footed guest so so that that's a great one there was another i heard of a a, a while back and i can't remember the lady's name but uh, she had a property in new brunswick it was in a tiny little community that had a little quilting shop that was very popular in her research she found that a lot of the people that were coming to her her website were middle-aged well middle-aged um 50 plus ladies from ohio So now that is that is really niching down. Um, mm-hmm. So she directed her marketing at the quilting groups in Ohio. 
And that's how she was filling this property. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's so clever. It's so clever what, what, what you can what you can do if you just think outside the box a little bit. Yeah. Because, again, you don't have to appeal to loads of people. Like the, the, the lady with the quilting shop, she, all she had to do, you could just call around a couple of communities of, of quilters. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, uh, we, we used to have something at, the, at our family business. We used to have a tea rooms. And every Wednesday we used to have a session called Stitch and Bitch. <laughs> and ladies from the local area would come, they'd sit, they'd have a cup of tea and a cake and they'd just do a bit of a knitting. But it was on a Wednesday in the morning when it was so quiet normally, but we started up this session and loved it. People loved coming along and it turned into a thing and social media posts. And, and, and it, it was, it was, it was fantastic because we made a, we made a thing of it. And all we did to appeal and to target it is that we just messaged around, you know, a, a couple of the people that, that we knew, that love coming up to see us. And, and we said, do you know anybody, is, is there any, any like knitting groups or anything like that or any communities around this? And there were. And then all we did is we packed up a couple of leaflets to the groups and said, could you pass it around? Do you mind? And now it's even easier. Like, mm-hmm. ten, like 10 years on, it's even easier because it's a Facebook group. There's guaranteed to be a Facebook group in, yes. around that. You just yeah. message the admin of the group and say, hey, could I just put like a little sponsored post or a pinned post at the top of this group mm-hmm. or the banner at the top of the Facebook group? It's, it's so easy to be done and nobody will ever think about asking to sponsor it or pay that. You pay like, I don't know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks and you get like a month or two months or three months of that pin post. It's it's a win-win-win massively. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I guess if, you know, and this, this topic of, of why Book Direct might not be for you is if you're not prepared to really think outside the box. Yeah, and I think it's all going to break down to two two different types of people, number one and number two. So whoever's listening to this podcast, it'll be under one or two. And number one will be, number one, it's a hobby. It's a hobby or it's a spare room. It's not your main source of income. This is like a side thing that you're doing. It's, you know, it's something that eventually you may like to, to turn this into your, your full-time gig, but at the moment it's just a hobby. It's a spare room and you just, you listen to this podcast because it's come up or you've heard about it and you're thinking, yeah, this, this is nice. And you're just listening <clears throat> Or number two, the, the, the second type of people who are listening to this who are, this is your business. This is your full time. You, you've started this and you want to grow it and you want this to be your business, not just in a year's time, five years time or 10 years time. Or this is something that you're looking to grow to eventually sell. And so if you're under the number one, if you're one of our number ones, then then yeah, like everything that we've stated here, you're just going to be listening but not listening you're going to be listening but you're going to be watching you know you're going to be on your twitter or your instagram or your facebook and slightly listening and you're going to be like yeah okay this this is cool i like what they're talking about but this isn't for me this is this episode is like for you but really you know what we're talking to and everything that we've said if you're in number two where this is your full time you want to you know you want to grow a real proper hospitality business and you want to you know grow this to to be around to pass down to your kids or grow to sell in, in, in how many years time and then then everything that we've talked about you should be looking to, to do and, and definitely mm-hmm. between Terry's episode and this episode, you've got the foundations of what everybody should be doing. And then you couple that with buying the book direct playbook on the second and on today on Amazon, <laughs> then you know, you've got you've got the trifecta. <laughs> well, I, I will be putting links to, I'll be putting links obviously to everything we've talked about today on the show notes, but definitely putting a link to to your book. Thank you. Super happy that you've done that so many congratulations on getting that out i know you know my my book was published in 2007 <laughs> it's time for another it's time for the update <laughs> but i remember then you know it was it was tough 
And that that was before Amazon. Really, it was before Amazon really kicked off. And yeah. self-publishing just was. I I published. I self-published first, and then it was, and then it was uh, through a publishing company, the second edition. But uh, but I know the work, the thorough work that goes into creating something, to creating something yeah. that is going to be useful for you know the market you're intending it for. So kudos well, to you for doing that. Thank you. And we we're talking about before we came on air, and we did mention we we're going to talk about this. This is the worry, and this this is the sort of the, the alarm bells for me is that since putting this book together and releasing this book on Amazon, it it really does strike me that I can only really go to Amazon now. If I really want to get this scene, I have to go to Amazon. Yeah, there's things like Goodreads and, and whatnot. And you could quite easily substitute Amazon for Airbnb or Goodreads for, for Booking.com. And, and, and this is the potential problem that we have is that if Airbnb continue to grow and to get the market share that they are getting, then it could be a, a worrying sign that maybe in 10, 15, 20 years time, everybody's like, well, ugh, I literally, I have to go on to Airbnb. There's literally, I can't, I can't do no anything No other else. choice. Yeah. And so this is why it's really important that hosts now get onto this now, because we all complain about having to pay 14% commission, 15% commission. I only get 30, 30%. I have to pay 70% commission for this book. I only get 30% of everything that I sell, 30%. Now, just imagine if it gets to a point where Airbnb are the market share and they do dominate and the book direct movement never does yeah. take off, then what's stopping them from saying, you know what, Mr. Host, I know that you're paying 14% now, but what we're going to do, we're going to knock that up to 20 and then we're going to knock it up to 25 30%. Actually, it's going to be a 50-50 partnership now. We're doing all of the work. And this is the worry that you have to do these things because if you don't, then they'll only get bigger and greedier and they'll care less about you and they'll care more about the shareholders, the stockholders and everybody else. So this is why it's super important. And so, you know, we, 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 this episode is very much tinged in why you shouldn't book direct. But I think everything that we've talked about and brought it around to is to say, yeah, this is just your mindset. It's mm-hmm. so easy to be done. And, you know, you've got resources like this amazing podcast and then you've got other resources that are out there. And we've name dropped and mentioned so many mm-hmm. that you haven't got an excuse not to bring in Book Direct into some way, shape or form into your business. That is a powerful way of ending this conversation, Mark. Um, thank you so much. Certainly that that mention of what may happen in commission with Airbnb as we go, as we go into the future is you know has has got to be motivation has got to be motivation yeah. because there will come a point where it, it will be an insidious increase and you suddenly look at your statement one day and realize that they're getting more than you are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well this is why we're here yeah and make sure it doesn't happen <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much congratulations on your book congratulations on you know what what you're doing for your community and for the community at large and and for promoting Book Direct Day. So it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you on this day. Thank you very much for having me. Well, 
Well, thank you so much, Mark Simpson from Boostly for joining me. That was a terrific conversation. Always an absolute pleasure to have you on board. And on this auspicious day on Book Direct Day 2022. Now, of course, if you're listening to this at another time, you know, it doesn't mean you just do all these activities on, on the day in February that is Book Direct Day. This is ongoing throughout the year. You know, it's important that we educate our guests that you know those those who think that airbnb is is it you want to educate them that there's other options that they can save that service fee that they can communicate with you directly and that's the way you develop your brand and you get your brand spread around to other people and over time you just find that people will come to you rather than going through the platforms and they'll find it much easier to do so So a big thank you to everybody who reached out to me after our uh, million downloads and who left messages on Facebook and and said such wonderful things. Thank you so much. It's it's always a pleasure to read your feedback. I absolutely love it. Every, Every so often, if I ever get down, which is very rare, then I will go to the podcast reviews and just read them. Um, That's something we probably all do. If you ever get down about your property, you go and read your reviews and you know that it's all worthwhile. And that's definitely something I do. So that's it for another week. And we have plenty of great interviews coming up. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. I'd love it if you'd leave me a review and would also love it if you are not already a member of our Facebook group, the business of short-term rental and property management, you go across there and subscribe. That group is now at around two and a half thousand members. It's one of the best groups I know for, for sharing just great information on running a business. If you want to find gripes about guests or moans about Airbnb and VRBO, you won't find it on there. You'll find tactics and tips and advice and recommendations on things that work for other people in this business. So that is the business of short-term rental and property management on Facebook. So I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and I'll see you again next week. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.